You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the brand identity theorist. And Americus, you never got to yeah. tell us your hit and miss. What's going hit on with, in your neck of the woods? So I got to tell you this, Barbara, I am a massive fan of all things that are salty uh, and sweet. Okay, so I love chicken and waffles. I love a big bowl of M&Ms and potato chips. Oh my but gosh! <laughs> yes, there, I don't know why this is. I don't know why this is with me, Barbara. But whatever, whatever reason, when salt and sweet hit my palate, it, the, the the reward system in my brain just lights up. So anyway. So my hit or miss is a co-branding effort. Now watch this because I tweeted about this at A-M-R-E-E-D-2 on Twitter uh, to our listeners out there. Uh, Barbara, what do you think about this? A co-branding effort between Oreos and Ritz peanut butter crackers where they literally have the sandwich. Half of the sandwich is the Ritz cracker and the peanut butter. And the other half is the creamy filling and the Oreo put together in one set. I mean – this is hit with a capital H, Barbara. Come on now. Are you no, with no, me or no, what? No, 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 no. Now you are, this is sacrilege as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> One of my favorite foods on earth is Oreos. Uh-huh. And you don't uh, mess. You don't mess okay. with Oreos. You don't mess with Barbara's Oreos, okay? I got to well, say. But what about this? Okay, let me just see if I can unpack it as a positive thing. How about it's a co-branding effort? Are you no? Because it's put the marketing like, strategy on it. No, no it's it's lukewarm tea. It's the worst of all worlds. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Oh my well, god! I'm gonna buy a I'm gonna buy in a thousand pack as soon as we get off the so. <laughs> I gotta see if it's sell, selling in my supermarket. I'm there gonna like go. boycott it if it is because they have a nice clean Oreo <laughs> oh, no. aisle. Now you messed it all up well let's see you know to break our tie we got our guest here let's welcome our next guest which is who is christina lacroix she's the head of u.s marketing at the lego group and lego as we all know is one of the coolest brands around so her opinion has got to matter on this christina have you heard what americus is proposing what do you think I didn't hear the full the full debate. Please loop me in. I'd love to. We don't need to so, debate it. We'll just tell you the problem. <laughs> it, it's a new product. It's ha- ha- it, they're selling Oreos and Ritz peanut butter crackers in one sandwich, Christina, and it's the idea oh. of salt and sweet and sort of that kind of idea co-branded with Ritz crackers, which is a venerable iconic brand, and Oreo cookies, which is also a very popular, powerful brand. So what do you think about this combination? Yeah, you can't go wrong. Effort? You can't go wrong. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. America's was correct. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to have to start all over again. <laughs> go back go. to school. All right. Well, uh, Christina, tell us, now that you've uh, shown us your marketing uh, expertise, tell us a little bit about how you got to be such a marketing expert, and then tell us. Then we'll start talking about Legos. And I know they're doing some really interesting campaigns. Now it's Gay Pride Month, it's, um, and some of the stuff Legos doing is pretty innovative. So we get a lot to talk about. But start a little bit about why I should believe you and your cockamamie ideas about these. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a short and simple story, really. But thank you so much for having me, Barbara and Americus. Um, 
But yeah, essentially, I did my MBA, did a marketing concentration, and I was lucky enough to get my dream job at 22 years old. So started at the Lego Group in a marketing role oh, wow. and have been there ever since. Never looked back. I wanted to work for a company that I had a connection with as a child. Obviously loved Lego Play and Lego Bricks. So here I am 11 years later, worked across various marketing, brand marketing, digital marketing, e-commerce marketing roles, the Lego Group in, in multiple markets, the U.S. and U.K., so Super happy to be here, and thanks for giving me your time on marketing. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, Lego defines the idea of taking a product and building in customer experience. I mean, what's yes. Lego? It's like these little little bricks, these little plastic bricks. And from that beginning, I mean, I think there's been books written about this, about yes. how Lego kind of define the customer experience. So you've been there for a while. You sound pretty supportive and loyal to the company. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this philosophy and how how they dreamed it up, how they implemented it? Why is it so successful? Yeah, I love that you use the word building because right that's the center of the brand and the company and where we started, right? Um, everything that we do is behind this idea of the Lego system in play. But even before that, 90 years ago, we actually started with very humble beginnings is small wooden toys. So uh, Danish Carpenter started with about 36 items of wooden cars, airplanes, yo-yos, you name it. And of course, with no imagination that it could become one of the biggest toy companies in the world and now inspire millions of children to play with Lego bricks all over the world. Um, but the Lego brick and the, the building system actually came 26 years later uh, when his son uh, passed it's the Lego brick you know today. Mm. So, I mean, you've, uh, I guess you have lots of different kinds of experiences and you try to highlight different things to keep it new and fresh. Um, and so now I, I understand you have a new pride campaign. So what was the, mm. tell us a little bit about how those kind of campaigns get started and then tell us what the campaign is. I mean, like how long in advance, you knew this month was coming. Yeah. How long in advance do you prepare for something like this? Yeah, so the good thing is that we have a history of uh, campaigns and communications around Pride Month. So you might know in 2021, we launched a set called Everyone is Awesome. Uh, which was a really big moment for us. So we knew in June 2021, we wanted to start planning for June 2022 and what that would look like. And the direction we took this year was actually asking folks to use Lego bricks they actually already have at home uh, to build the A to Z of awesome. So that's our campaign this year, which is an ongoing campaign that we knew when we started, we wanted it to be something that lives outside of just June 2022. We wanted to go into 2023. But Essentially, what the A to Z of Awesome is, is using Lego builds to celebrate inclusivity and embrace self-expression within the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Uh, we also know, basically, we need to start with the insights. I'm sure you both know that as, as marketing experts yourselves, is what are we actually hearing from kids, from families? What do they wow. actually need from a brand or a brand like the Lego brand in a time like this? And what we hear from our Playwell study is, Parents actually really want to have this conversation about ah. identity and self-expression, ah, but they don't thank know you. I love how. That. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, income Lego bricks and the inspiration of A to Z of Awesome is, hey, this is one way, parents, that you can have these kinds of conversations. And Got we, it. of course, involve members of the community, whether that's the fan communities who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community to inform 
or members of the community who are Lego employees that actually help design and create the campaign. So it's super exciting. It's uh, a really fun campaign and really glad you've seen it. That's pretty interesting. I mean, because now you're talking about it as an educational moment, you know, an opportunity right, to sure. use this and the not just for fun and not, but to start the conversation. I really like that idea, and I like the idea of it's kind of a little bit a play. You know, it's a mild play, the A to Z of us, and this notion of there's a whole lot of letters in that diversity. And every time yeah. I look at it, more letters get joined on, and I don't mean that irreverently, but it does seem like a collection of a lot of letters. So going That's to right. the A to Z kind of says, let's just call it anybody you know let's just let's just acknowledge the entire diverse kind of continuum yeah. of human beings and let's talk about that it, it it kind of it's a it's a little bit funny you know but it's also it's got a mm. really nice message and I like that it has this educational message is that typical in your Lego experiences that you do go for this you know parental moment of truth kind of thing mm. or mm. how common is that I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that yeah, Barbara, I think the key word that you said in there is play. Actually, play is the mm. primary thing um, that we go for. And that playfulness in this campaign is definitely what we wanted to emphasize. So we do know through research, kids learn through play. So learning is that benefit that you get, but play mm. is always uh, in the forefront because we want that learning experience to be fun and whimsical and something that is child-led. You know, that's funny because when I, my kids have since moved out. My son's actually even getting married, so I'm way past this. Oh, wow. But I remember when I was buying toys for my kids, you know, educational toys. I'm an academic. I really wanted to teach my kids every moment of their life. And there was a toy store near us called Zany Brainy, and my kids hated that toy store. You know? <laughs> they, I mean, so I can imagine if you do yeah. this wrong, you know, and you forget play and you focus too much on educational, that it could backfire. I mean, so I hear you that you were really emphasizing. Let's not get too carried away here, it sounded like yeah. you were saying. Mm -hmm. So do you agree with that? I mean, I'm, did I capture that right? I think you did. I think, you know, we, we always want to make sure that, that play and fun is part of everything we do. Um, and that whimsy, some people call it that twinkle in the eye. Uh, wry smile, that kind of brand DNA that you would expect from uh, Lego brand, Lego humor, Lego fun. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's definitely uh, the main kind of way we bring our campaigns to life. But of course, knowing the serious benefits that play has with kids with 21st century skills that they will need as they grow too. So it's definitely that valid. Okay. Let me jump in. This is Christina LaCorey, head of U.S. Marketing at the Lego Group. Uh, on Marketing Matters with uh, Barbara Kahn and myself, America Sharid here. I, I want to I play devil's advocate just a little bit, Christina. Just get your perspective here. Because this is, I, first of all, I'm a fan of this. And I love this. Taking a very powerful stand on an issue and a, with, within a group with celebrating a community. But there's also the potential for an alienation of some customers who may not, for whatever reason, approve of whatever, you know, whatever it is, that whatever the hang-up is, they, they might say, for example, we don't, want, we don't want our toys to be symbols of um, educational things or things that might have to do with all of this identity expression stuff. So let's stay out of that. Keep the toys out of that. How would you respond to that? And describe it in the context of the core values of Lego. And that very powerful decision, Christina, to, to say, no, we're going to embrace 
the LGBTQ plus community and this inclusivity campaign. We're going to lean in on it and we're not and, and we're going to do it unambiguously. Talk about that process. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But that's exactly what we're saying is we want to celebrate inclusivity. We know that's important. We want to embrace self-expression. We know that families want to use play to have open conversations. That's mm -hmm. what we're hearing from the families we talk to. So this is really created to be the most authentic and meaning in the most authentic and meaningful way possible using Lego bricks as a medium to create those connections with members of the Lego fan community and Lego employees. So I think that's exactly what we're saying, America, is that is our stand of we want to celebrate inclusivity and embrace self-expression with this campaign. So let me um, back up some of this and look at the dimensionalities of this whole Lego experience. A couple of things that I've noticed just anecdotally, and since you've been there for a long time, maybe you can shed some color on this. Um, the first thing is that for Christmas, my um, husband's sister gave both my adult son and my adult husband Legos. So, And they weren't <laughs> nice. kid Legos. They were adult oh. Legos. And I got to mm -hmm. say, my son loved it. You know, and he's 30, he's getting married. So this was not a kid. So I, I kind of want to understand what the difference is between Legos for kids and Legos for adults. That's that's mm. the first thing I'm kind of interested in. What does that mean? And why did my 30-year-old son like this? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you for telling that story. I never, ever, ever tire of hearing stories about someone receiving a Lego set. So thank you for sharing. Um, it, it goes, it ties to the point around inclusivity. I think marketing 101, right, is segment your audience, pick a lane, choose someone you're going to focus on. But Truly, as the Lego brand, we believe Lego play is for everyone. So, of course, we are focused on children and giving them the best play experience uh, with Lego bricks. So, But we do know that Lego play is for all ages, and we have leaned into that breadth more and more over time. We have always had adult fans, collectors, and adults who have chosen to play with Lego bricks, whether it's a true play experience or more of an art medium. But mm -hmm. more recently, we've definitely created products that are more geared towards that adult audience as well. And so some of the difference, if you were to uh, look at our product portfolio, you would see uh, some more passion points that maybe uh, lean more towards adults, like uh, Rolling Stones as an, uh, an example of, <laughs> we probably don't think kids today are necessarily uh, into it, but of course there probably are. But then uh, you'll also see different building challenge experiences. So uh, you might see smaller or more complex builds in an adult building experience. Uh, um, maybe something that's gotcha. more built to display versus um, role play or social play. So, mm, uh, but we definitely see overlap as well. So um, those are the kind of the key differences. But definitely we see Lego bricks and Lego play as for. Everyone. So that leads to my second dimension that I'm thinking of. So like that explains it. I think the one my son got was like related to Marvel or something like that. He's a huge ah. Marvel, and it was like it was pretty complex, you know. And yep. he enjoyed that, and he like it's right next to his bed now, all put together. So he is displaying <laughs> it. Um, but nice. the other thing is, and this is some of the kits, as I understand it, or some of the experiences, you start with the simple block, and the creativity is how the person sees building this up, and the whole thing 
things made up of little blocks. Whereas I understand some of the Lego games now have pieces that are a little bit more complex than the simple block. And it's more like putting together a, a kit rather than creating a sculpture. Do you, do you understand? I'm not probably using the right words, but do you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I, I totally follow you, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it, it, it's both. It's both. It's giving people the tools to build something that they may not otherwise be able to build all on their own. But then if you've seen our Rebuild the World campaign, it's about building, unbuilding, rebuilding. So it's taking that initial model or kit, but then that unlimited creative possibility of Lego bricks is once you've got the bricks in hand at home, yeah, it can then become the next thing that you want it to be. So we definitely embrace giving people the tools to build something they've seen and want to replicate, but then also that unlimited creative play possibility that Lego bricks just provide. Americans, have you seen some of that stuff? Like they have these it's huge impressive. sculptures all made out of this tiny little, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just really amazing what's happened it's, with Legos. I love it. It's it, And I love what you're saying, Barbara, because it's like, it's it's almost like Legos are this medium of channeling one's unique energy into <laughs> and you know the self-expression of whatever comes out of it whether it be some sort of complex how does you know, he get everything yeah. into identity <laughs> i know everything is well <laughs> i know everything is identity unfortunately to an identity theorist uh but i love that point that you're making which is to say and to your point barbara re re reconnecting with the 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 joy of play is huge for us adults, especially coming out of the pandemic, right? So, so there's a lot of beautiful energy I think that's going on here that has a lot to do with kind of unlocking a kind of different nostalgic side and also that joy from just playing and not having that you know so much mental uh, you know analysis involved with it. So we got just a few more minutes, but why don't you tell us about this 90th anniversary that Lego's about to celebrate? Yeah, America, to your point, I think the 90th anniversary that we have this year is all about celebrating that fan creativity, right? Lego bricks have been in the hands of fans now for 90 years, and that's what this 90th anniversary is all about. So I was lucky enough to be around for our 80th anniversary. This 90th anniversary is going to be super fun. Uh, June 10th, so Friday, we are turning all of our Lego stores into playgrounds to make a fun, creative oh, space that's um, cool. to that's celebrate the cool. anniversary. We have LegoCon coming on June 18th. LegoCon, virtual uh, tune in, so you can see all the behind the scenes sneak peeks, maybe of what's coming. So that's really exciting. And then, most excitingly, on Friday, uh, 24,000 colleagues and I get to take the day off to celebrate Play Day. So oh, we get to go nice. and spend the entire day playing to really, yeah, celebrate uh, fan creativity, but also this whole notion of play and joy that we've been talking about today. Take a lot of pictures and post it, right? For sure. Wow, <laughs> very exciting. Will. Yeah. We certainly will. Yeah. So, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to find out more about all of this stuff and everything that's going on at the Lego Group? Lego.com will have everything, and hopefully you'll have some fun there, too. That sounds great. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it.